0: Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 404 of the podcast. I was going to make like a lame 404 not found internet URL joke. I think we're all very glad that I didn't. I hope you are having a wonderful end of the year. Happy New Year's Eve, if you are listening to this on the day that it drops. And I hope you will enjoy this charming episode guest I had by the name of Gabrielle Ruiz. She is, uh, again, the co-host of the Water Friends 4 podcast. Last week you met Pallavi, and this week you are meeting Gabrielle. If you don't already know her, you may love her from Broadway, from such shows as My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I feel certain you will enjoy this episode, and I am thinking of everybody. Not everybody in the world. Just you, listeners. Just you. crazy that you're you're, just this thing that's happening that's like the the most kind of personal thing that could possibly be going on inside (laughs) your body is like how do I how am I going to address this to a bunch of people who don't know me who don't know
1: me who I don't know personally I know I know yeah. You know, it's been it's been wonderful. I was pregnant last year and had a miscarriage like at 8 m- weeks and um I personally didn't feel ready and I was getting on board right at that moment. Yeah. And um when that happened, I was like, how do women go through this on their own oh for God. so long? And, like people yeah. wait and I understand that like because you have a sort of fear that you have to also drop bad news after you drop the good news. That could possibly right. still happen for a lot of people. and But um, when I was sharing it with my inner circle of women that I was having that miscarriage, they were like, yeah, when I had mine. Yeah,
0: when I had my two. And I was like, what's happening? Why don't we talk about this? I know. There's a lot of stuff like that in women's health. And I'm sure it's true in men's health as well. Yeah. But that's what happened to me when I had like a, a fibroid that I had to get removed uh-huh. from my uterus. That was a yeah. thing that felt so weird and scary and then uh-huh. as soon as I had it and was like talking about getting the surgery somehow like all of these women in my life are like oh did I not tell you oh no I, I had those. I had those I had that it's like,
1: and I'm like women's it health was, is this what? like a secret club that yeah. we all didn't even know we had
0: a pass <laughs> exactly exactly so and with- imagine like I mean we're so lucky because we live in a time when you know like there's a lot of stuff that is out there and discussed and you know things like this yes they they maybe don't get discussed right away but then it turns out like we were saying it's okay you you you, you do have this kind of sisterhood or you experience the sense of empathy but imagine like 50 years ago or oh, 100 years uh, ago when just oh, no one talked about anything oh no at all. i'm
1: i'm reading this book called te ata okay and it's this native american woman right in the roaring 20s who became america she was like the first generation of native americans that were being colonized and americanized mm. and so all of her like aunts and uncles and there's like two pages worth with six stories of women dying in childbirth yeah like all of the people she knew and i was like there were miscarriages then there were ectopic yeah. pregnancies then there were fibroids then <laughs> like just nobody yeah. knew because of the science yeah. i just remember thinking that i was like four people died on one page and four wi- it was four women oh, doing God. due to like women's health and reproductive health I, that was Oof. for me i was like i'm so grateful that people yeah. are becoming more outspoken like Chrissy Teigen and everybody that were just like this is happening and it sucks but you're just not alone so i didn't feel so alone last year. And then with this pregnancy, I, in a pandemic where I wasn't able to really share it with people in person, it was really nice to take time to like, whenever I had an organic text message with a friend, whether I talk to them all the time or don't talk to them a lot. And they just so happened to ask like, Hey, what are you doing lately? Or like, can you help me? Can you, can you be on my podcast or whatever? You know, yeah. I would send the picture that I was pregnant and it was just so nice to find some intimacy <laughs> in this socially distanced world.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That happened, uh, for me actually, um, a few weeks ago, uh, a a dear friend of mine who I, it's true. I had like connected with, at length in the beginning of the pandemic and then i did sort of like not hear from her for a little while yeah and then and then we and then you know a few months later we're back in touch finally like you know make a plan this is before everything went to shit again um right to do a socially <laughs> distance outdoor come over sit in the yard kind of hang uh-huh. and yeah. she came in and was like well uh, i'm five months pregnant and i was like <laughs>
1: what <laughs> that yeah. is so weird
0: too because then it was like I can't I'm not like of course you want to just run over and hug someone and like have the experience <laughs> of finding out and so then I was like clutch I, feel- I realized I was like clutching at myself like, yeah you're holding yourself hug you're hugging someone. and stroking yourself
1: yeah, yeah that's exactly. that's now like a common thing that our exactly. that any kid in school or anything that's going to be their normalcy we're like <sighs> why, why are we hugging each other what is that
0: Man, maybe that that's I try to I try to stay optimistic about like we it's very easy for us to see what feel like all the downsides of oh, that yeah. sort of isolation. But also, you know, I. but but it, and it's like harder to sort of see ways in which that might benefit kids. But, you know, maybe it will be like it's a much like it's a it's a, a generation of kids that will have lots and lots of opportunities to be close to people mm-hmm. this is not for all time but right. maybe they also have uh, a self-soothing mechanism that they that becomes more robust yes, and developed through internal. this that's mm-hmm. also yeah that's also there um because also, of something like this
1: they'll also know how to wash their hands They, i didn't yeah, i wasn't taught that, that.
0: <laughs> Wash their hands. I never learned. There's I never really no like doubt. let that
1: one sink in as a kid. I was dirty as fuck. Like I was just dirty, you know, scabby knees and jumping out of trees. We were just outside all the time,
0: yeah, or in the yeah. pool. That's what we were. Absolutely. See, the that, that argument would be like, listen, as long as you were in the pool a lot, the chemicals in the pool were <laughs> killing sanitized. all of the things that you weren't washing off of your hands. So it still all worked. It all worked out perfectly. <laughs> where did you uh, where where did you grow up? Where were you running around with your scabby knees? I am super.
1: I am from super South Texas, and I say super because I'm like four hours from San four hours south of San Antonio and 15 minutes from the border of Mexico. Gotcha, so it's gotcha. as tipo Texas as you get, which is very like Tejana me- Mexican American uh, centric, and it's where Selena Quintanilla is basically from. That's our claim yes, to fame. Indeed. And um, yeah, I grew up there and it's Texas football is a big thing, but we, I mean, my team always lost, but we just, um, I was a cheerleader and a sports, you know, kind of sporty, but really was in love with my ballet studio and um, was kind of the only one that really took it seriously and very lucky that I got accepted to one dance school in Oklahoma City. In college. There was like no YouTube then. I couldn't like scout online for schools. It's like the full on like, you know, Manila envelope application back then. And I got accepted only to OCU and not NYU or Juilliard because the movies told me that's where I should go to pursue dance. And I'm so lucky I went to Oklahoma. So I'm I'm a
0: Southern girl. I love can I just tell you how much I love the image of when usually like like if someone says you know like I could say like oh I was the only one in my my drama class in high school who took it seriously but there's (laughs) something so (laughs) hilarious about the idea of the only ballet student taking it seriously like what are the other students doing they're just like scratching their asses and like (laughs) pretty much pretty much or just
1: like having social hour and I was like working on my 32 fuentes, Janet like I would stay after and be like I can do this how do I figure this out and I just I loved it so much and there was this one time like there's these turns they're called fuetes you kind of like spin your leg around to keep your spinning going and um you change wall, wall spotting like you change wall directions oh sure as you spin <laughs> and and I remember it was like a wall change combination across the floor and I went yes like I loved challenges and one girl was like ugh gabby of course said yes and she like mocked me in front of everybody and everybody laughed and i was just like you know what bitch <laughs> i didn't forget this i didn't say this but like i was embarrassed and then i thought you know what if you don't like it that's fine but i love being here and i love working hard for this and I, that kind of yeah. like made me a little bit for sure oh
0: absolutely no that's definitely like that sort of <laughs> a moment a moment in a movie where like you know in in a classroom the nerd who knows the answer to something who's like excited (laughs) to talk about the book that everyone else is like (sighs) like that that's definitely that can be a really isolating moment it's scary I mean in a way, there, you know, I think that persists in for for a lot of us into adulthood, this idea that it's scary for any number of reasons to be excited mm. about a thing we love, right? That like it's, exactly. it's cooler to not give a shit or it's safer to right. not give a shit or to tell yourself that you don't give a shit and just kind of go with the flow like, oh, everyone else here seems to think this is kind of dumb. So I guess I should too. You I guess know? I can't care. I, you know? Yeah. 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 So the fact yeah. that you were like, you know what, you all like just like <laughs> y'all. <saying> y'all because... <laughs> exactly.
1: It's very text. You're right. I still say y'all. I still text with y'all. I'm I say
0: y'all, and I am, and they don't say that in Arizona. But my <laughs> my sweetie uh, is from San Antonio, and um, right. and then I, between that and shooting in Georgia for for like you know so oh. many years, uh, oh, yeah. it's in there. Like it definitely is just part of my vocabulary now.
1: It's very friendly, I think.
0: I think it's great. I think it's. It's great. also
1: like a soft, passive-aggressive cushion. You know what I mean? Like you can. It's like the southern charm. The southern charm can get away with honey, sweetheart, right. and y'all. Y'all better That's get right. your shit together. You know, what y'all. I
0: mean? Y'all. Vet, y'all about to die. Y'all are about to die. Y'all about to die by my hand. By my hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, let me ask you this: Where in relation to Corpus Christi uh, were you?
1: yeah i'm about an hour and a half
0: south god even further south in my mind the end <laughs> of know. the end of texas is the ocean like in my mind i was like no corpus <laughs> Christi is the that's the end because nope. i remember nope. water Keep going no nope, keep, keep going, going. and
1: the, the joke used to be with that uh where the weather channel would cut off texas that's what we would say but that, uh-huh. it, it, that doesn't resonate anymore it doesn't really make sense i gotta figure out a new one uh-huh.
0: Ah. (laughs) I was I did a con uh, in Corpus Christi last summer uh, not this last summer but obviously the summer in which we went places uh in 2019 Mm -hmm. and it was I I had it was a really interesting experience and I don't mean to make this about me but I um, I promise I will turn it back over to (laughs) kind of how this ties into your experience as a teen but um I I I it it definitely was uh uh Heavily um, Latinx uh, sort mm-hmm. of f- people coming to the con, um, which I loved and which I felt very comfortable with because that was my experience being from Tucson, which of course is a yeah. little north of the the border to Mexico as well. Um, but but there was uh m- you know my my character that from the cartoon that was usually the reason I go to cons uh, is it, you know at the in the end she ends up with a girl and mm-hmm. um and I had I got a like it, there was sort of a uh, a little bit of a tougher vibe at the con interesting um because there and 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 I had to like have someone pull me aside and go like hey uh sorry if this is a little weird like there's just a lot of kind of deeply religious like like very by the book it's not okay to be gay kind of yeah. culture here and you know these are good people and it, I, I'm I'm definitely not uh I, I, I think I'm fairly like, I understand that people come from different upbringings and I don't begrudge them that, uh, it's, you know, it's not like I was beat up or anything like that, but, um, but it was a, it it made me, it was, it was, it was tough. It was a tougher thing to kind of grapple with because usually when you go to a con, that's the place where none of that exists. That's the place where like anything goes and everyone's like, everyone feels free. You know what I mean? So I was just curious if that was uh, a mirrored in any kind of experience that you had as a, as a teenager.
1: yeah, I mean I'm from there, so I could talk all about it and saying it's puro <laughs> It's it's puro machismo. Like it's machismo. Yeah. So like I mean I living in LA close to Burbank and my Philip my, my Philip. <laughs> my husband, Philip. <laughs> my Philip. <laughs> Can you imagine if I walked around and was like, So my Philip ever <laughs> talked to you? Y'all, about my this is my way, Philip. I get to say that because th- I said y'all. <laughs> 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 um my husband works for our church and um sometimes you go into a rewind cultural moment where you're just like, Oh, but this is such a progressive city, but yeah. they all like, there's three generations that's to, of their family that still live here. Like, I don't know what that is because I moved to New York and out of, I was out of the house like at 20, you know, 18. Yeah. And, but then you go back home, like to Texas and things are in a rewound feeling in comparison to the progressive cities that I live in or the more modern feeling. Yeah. And, um, It's definitely still a cultural and religious thing um, in South Texas. But it's also, I I have to blame it on just lack of exposure and lack of experience. And so that's lack of point of view. Because, you know, when I went to college, uh, again, pre-YouTube, everybody, and pre-smartphones and pre-Instagram, you know, it just was not even discussed to discuss homosexuality. Like, it just, it was known. You know, nobody... Nobody felt like they, it was not, it was not anything to discuss or to compromise or to provoke, uh, to challenge. And when I went to school and I was, I went to a school for dance performance and, you know, most of the gentlemen were gay and I'll never forget my dad who never necessarily was like mean or angry about homosexuality but it just it was just like he was a foo-foo you know he was a you know he just oh you know i think that person's that way and it was just kind of teased not to yeah. that person's face but it was just like ah, eh, well, he's he's a weirdo right. but it was when he met a friend of mine who i danced and partnered with in, the, in the, the concert that we did and he got to know colby and i'll never forget when he was like you know what colby's a really nice gentleman Hmm. And he was just so impressed with who the person was versus his sexual preference, so I really just blame it on lack of exposure and culture um yeah, and just being surrounded by that so um i'm i'm i i am sure one person there in that how ha- in that con felt at least like thank you for being here because there's a few people for from sure. South Texas that have reached out because Valencia on crazy ex girlfriend the the character I played. Uh, comes out as bisexual, and what I loved about the story um, of how the showrunners and the writers did it was us being a musical show. Um, ironically, there Valencia didn't have a song or a dance about it; she just hmm. was, and mm-hmm. and she's Mexican. You know, they they definitely in West Covina is kind of like you know in or Covina, from what I gather, I I don't. No, tons of people there is like 40 minutes out of Los Angeles and so you got progressive city and then you got towns outside of LA that are very in in what I call rewind feel like you're just you kind of go back in time when it comes to like culture and stuff and you're like wow you still this still is happening (laughs) you know and um, there's some people that have reached out and be like I'm from here and I just want to let you know thank you for the writing to not be so dramatic and she didn't lose anything for being bisexual or for Mm you know upgrade you know and in in valencia's eye is upgrading love just she finally found someone that loved her yeah. and um so I, I i feel i i do hope that someone at comic-con at least privately thanked you because that's as brave as they could be in that moment
0: for sure and, yeah and i definitely don't yeah a hundred percent like i yeah. i would say there was if anything there was like a a a sense of like in doing, um, you know, a panel, for example, there were some, some young people who came up and sort of, you know, they have the opportunity to do a Q&A and they came up and into the microphone set were talking about how they had felt like empowered to come out to their families and maybe yeah. still... And that happens a lot at, at various cons. And again, like, for sure, there's a parallel uh, between your your character and my character. And, and you you know mm-hmm. um, how good that feels, right? When people are like, oh, you know, I felt so empowered and I felt um, like represented and, and all that. Yeah. And in this case, there were definitely a lot of kids who were... Um, who were there excited to talk about it, but there was a tinge of even when they were saying things in front of a crowd of people. Oh yeah, they were uncomfortable or they were really sad. They were like, "My family's not speaking to me." You know what I mean? It was just yeah. like heart wrenching. Yeah. Like, come here, little one. <laughs> like, let me give you. <laughs> I'll a hug. be your friend. No, I love no. you. Yes. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean,
1: for me, not being there for fifteen years, at least, you know, at minimum, um, I. I just I, anyone that's listening to this, like I encourage you to to just brave the storm and keep going because your story is definitely influencing the next generation and I feel yeah. like our generation, Janet, that um, when we reproduce and have a new generation, that we can just soften that a bit, you know, because yeah, because there was a girl in my dance studio that basically was kicked out of the house for being a lesbian and it's just I hope that's not happening, but if it still is, like keep fighting the good fight because. It's worth, love is love, and it's worth it.
0: Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun.
1: Hi, it's me. Dave Hill, from before. Here to tell you about my brand new show on Maximum Fun, the Dave Hill Good Time Hour, which combines my old Maximum Fun show, Dave Hill's podcasting incident, with my old radio show, The Goddamn Dave Hill Show, into one new futuristic program from the future. If you like delightful conversation with incredible guests, technical difficulties, and actual phone calls from real-life listeners, you've just hit a street called easy. I'm also joined by my incredible co-host, the boy criminal, Chris Gersbeck. Say hi, Chris. Hey, Dave. It's really great That's to- enough, Chris. And New Jersey chicken rancher, Des. Say hi, Des. Hey, Dave. The Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Brand new episodes every Friday on Maximum
0: Fun. Plus, the show's not even an hour. It's 90 minutes. Take that, stupid rules.
1: We nailed it.
0: and so in your school you, you you gave me a lovely snapshot of of you know the sort of the stuff that you the stuff that you uh <laughs> that you did that you did lean into that was like this is sort of what you do in this small community or this you know this is yeah. these are the things that matter in this community which there's nothing wrong with um but you also yeah. to your point you were like and I'm ready to go and this is this thing I want to focus on <laughs> and none of that is like uh, that's kind of in my rear view in a way um, <laughs> Um, did yeah. you have that sense at the time like did you sort of always have that that little voice in i that want was like, much mm-hmm, more than yep, this provincial. counting it down life yeah. <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh no that line oh, in and yeah. the beast always resonated with me yeah. um i loved performing i loved the arts there was um there was no drama uh curriculum. That was Mm. in any way taken seriously it was just maybe an extra elective or whatever in my public school I went to a public school most of my time yeah and um, I'm lucky I'm lucky that the choir um, public school education was fantastic I was a Texas all-state choir so I was trained vocally without any private lessons whatsoever joining my you know my church didn't have a choir or anything like that yeah And that's great to be in the arts world professionally in Texas back then was not even like it wasn't even frowned upon. It wasn't feared upon. It just wasn't. It didn't exist. It didn't. It was not even it was unable to be fathomed. Yeah. But except my parents, like I remember going to New York as a family trip when I was like 12 or 13. I saw Big the musical with that tom hanks movie it was a musical maybe for two weeks on broadway or something Uh (laughs) i was there and we saw it and everyone looked my age and i was like oh this is a job this is cool i was like i can get paid to do this and i've come from like a super like entrepreneurial family and it's i think it's just in my blood to always be like what can i how how can i make money (laughs) doing what i'm doing great (laughs) i wish i wish i had more of that that's amazing <laughs> it was always like let's let, how do we make money out of this and um i told my mom that and she was like well if you want to do that get into choir don't i know you want to play the drums and band because texas marching band is a big thing but you should get into choir and i listened like a good kid yeah and um i just remember cheerleading camps looking at all those cheerleader like they're college people that come to that travel with new material in the summers for all the cheerleaders to learn new materials, new stunts, new dances. And I remember looking at them, I was like, I don't think this is a career. Like, this is like a college summer job. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking that like at maybe the age of 13.
0: <laughs> and so I was like, practical. I don't want
1: to, I was like, it was so practical. I was like, this has an ending. Like I, I don't think there's a, there's a, there's like, um, what was it? like, 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 um, like a major in cheerleading. <laughs> <laughs> I just <remember> thinking that. <laughs> yeah not dogging yeah. nca or nda or uda any of the the univer you know universal cheerleading association people but like i just remember thinking that for me you know and yeah. when i saw a musical on broadway i was like oh they're coming back later to do it again that's cool
0: which i but i do love that because you know i've often said on on my podcast that i was like like cynically pragmatic rather than being entrepreneurially pragmatic where I was just like "Ugh, you can't make a living in, in the arts like I was just so like I took it the other direction you know where I was just like "Ugh, this is not a thing that's ever going to work out rather than just like the idea that you could take your dream and 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 be practical enough to like see an end game where it could be a living <laughs> and uh, so like to have that practicality as a, a young person but still have the dream and, and understand like yeah I could I could be one of those people um then, I think is yeah. like what a great combination you know to be able to as do as well thank you thank you
1: as well as lucky though I have to say my equation of my my makeup in life is I'm third generation american I'm not, I don't have the immigrant story. I don't have a fan. My parents are not immigrants. Yeah. Um, being from the border, uh, my family's been in, in America since America happened in that part of the city, you know, that part of the country. Yeah. So I have the American standard be as, you know, you have the right to be the best you can be an American instead of fight for yourself, uh, make as much money and it's about your family. Stay with your family. Cause that's some, that's usually typically can be a lot of some, some variables of an immigrant first generation family. Right. And so, um, for me, my parents were like, "Mihita, get out, go. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's either that, or you're going to stay and be a, you know, a sales producer, I mean, a salesman for your dad, your grandfather's produce company, which was great. It was very famous and popular. And my grandfather made tons of money, but at the same time, they're like, they were just so encouraging to let me go be a dancer hopefully on Broadway and do a dance career. Like they yeah. just, that doesn't really happen a lot, especially if, you know, like, of course, like, again, like the movies tell you, you want to do that for a career, but you're not, you're going to be a, a waiter in New York, which Great. no dogging on waiting because I was a hostess in New York cause just to get by and I get it. Oh, but sure. like you, to have a, a family or a, two, you know, both parents being supportive is extremely rare.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Did you? uh, Oh, God, what was my question? It was such a good one. I can say that now because I'll never remember what it was. And I can totally lie and pretend like it was just genius. Uh, No, you know what? I know. I remember what it was. Not that great. You're genius. Not that great. It's it not that great but thank you. Uh no, I was going to say did you have um did you have any of the sort of the the relationship with dance that it was sort of the 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 sort of the crueler side of um and I only say that because one of my m- more recent episodes with Jonathan Brook who's a, a a singer-songwriter, she was um heading towards a, pro- a a career as a professional dancer, but she definitely did have the kind of like you know beating herself up uh feeling like she you know as she um her body changed feeling the pressure Mm. of that like did Mm -hmm. you have any of those kind of uh more like speed bumps um
1: my college i think still to this day have weigh-ins so yeah yeah Yeah. they have weigh-ins and it's for it's for a grade it's part of your grade um, Ooh. Yeah. And it's pretty old school still. It's, um, I feel though, I only had, I feel lucky. I, I always look at the bright side of it. Um, it, they manufacture a lot of rockets, a lot of, um,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A manufacture lot of, uh... being a very interesting <laughs> choice of word, by the way,
1: <laughs> you know, they, it's, it's a dance degree. It's not a musical theater degree. Okay. It's not a vocal de- performance degree. It's a, it's a legit, ballet, tap and jazz dance degree. And I went in 2003 through 2007 and it's changed since I will say that. Yeah. 15 years later, whatever, how many years it's been now. But, um, I luckily only had one person in my, in my class that was, um, that had an eating disorder and that's, Mm -hmm. I have to say for weigh-ins, I'm trying to spin it in a positive. That's pretty good. But (laughs) tip, you know, the girl probably need to get that out. The person the person that was have that had the eating that had the eating disorder um is recovered now and she came out and oh, finally good. like reached out to some of us and good. you know was was very honest of how hard it was for her and cuz we just w- what i'm happy that has changed now is like it's not so secretive anymore yeah. cuz like oh that person did you hear or you, we all just assumed that that person was or we could see the traits that it was but nobody was brave enough to reach out yeah. i remember that and yeah. now with social media being hopefully used for good as best as we can, um, and the internet and all that, that it's it's an awareness. It's a it's something to reach out. It's something to talk about. It's something to struggle with instead of something to hide. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely or something to shove no down mean. out of your life and just like completely closet it in your life. Put the skeleton in your closet and just and suffer that's it what it wants. By I mean, yeah, those are those exactly. are the, the
0: exact targets for like those 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 things making things it's because there's so much shame 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 and then that like blocking it off and 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 yeah I I, it's 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 really insidious that way and
1: and I and I you know the 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 director of the school like I she has a wonderful mentorship to me and many many people um and she comes from like old you know old old school ballet and so it's like it's it's not not that she promotes eating sores at all but like the body type is just was just one way versus what it is now right and I'm so grateful that the 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 program has evolved with the times hopefully on time enough to not be um just a stigma anymore
0: yeah yeah what uh... luckily for
1: me I just remember luckily for me like sophomore year, like I gained the freshman, like 20. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> and I was
1: like, wait a minute. If I just eat healthy, I remember thinking like, well, if I just don't eat, then I'll be, I'll be able to be fine. And I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I just remember thinking that. <laughs> yeah, I like, I can't Good think right you. now. And I, I just, know. and that, that doesn't happen for everybody. That's, that's, I'm not, des- I hope I don't desensitize it for anyone. Cause it's, it's definitely a struggle that can be torment. private, a private torment. And I just remember thinking that, and I was like, I can't, I I just got to figure this out. I got to hydrate more and just be healthier. And also like, it's mental for me, you know, if I'm stressed or if I'm, you know, some people like have weight, things like that, but the whole like loving your body movement and the plus, plus size is not plus size anymore. It's just beautiful size. And, you know, um even with BLM like you know this color of your skin is beautiful and like a lot of different cultures and um demographics are just checking themselves and having to fix it and i'm yeah. so glad that mirror is being looked at finally in
0: someone's in, in their faces absolutely absolutely yeah and it, it, it at the school in, in Oklahoma was it um what's the curriculum like outside of what the degree is like what the sort of main drive oh my god we had
1: to take so many history classes yeah I don't know why here's my theory I think to be able to for the dance program to I've never asked but for the dance program to ever like be an actual school I bet you the college was like well nobody's taking history classes so can you like make them take all these history classes and they were like sure (laughs)
0: were basically the ross dress for less of history classes like just shuffle over all the classes that no one's buying and we'll make that a curriculum over here so that maybe someone will snap them up on sale oh, man it was so dumb it was so it's such a time oh. waste i was like
1: this is not gonna get me to broadway and i, I had to take a th- one three more hour class to have a stupid minor janet A minor. I have a minor in history. (laughs) What am I going to do with that?
0: I mean you know what here's what I'll say the older I get this is such this is like the (laughs) most lame cliche of all time of all the cliches that I'm slowly learning are all true and that's why they're cliches (laughs) I am genuinely more interested in history than like every year I'm a year older I'm genuinely more (laughs) like I guess I don't remember what the American Revolution was all about (laughs) like I'm reading Te That's important (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you're right I am reading Teata a biography see uh, see well,
0: well, I probably it read about way, it depends on the way too that it is being delivered like there's True. you know the sort of True. general like if it is like with an eye roll and like you know it's just it feels <laughs> like it's a, a space filler or if it feels like you know I mean there are definitely classes that I look back on and you know very much so kind of in the vein of what we were just talking about with 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 um physical appearance issues and stuff yeah. um and and self-confidence and all that just the idea of the way certain parts of history are you know were generally taught to american mm-hmm. kids is like so laughable oh, yeah. now and you know but <laughs> but when i started taking like women's studies classes and and uh in 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 college or you know i could sort of pick what i was in intru- like okay well i know i have to have a history credit or i know i have to have a math credit or i have to have this you know um yeah i I, when i was a little older and i had like left school worked for a year to establish residency in san francisco and then went back to school there was i really did have that kind of like fresh set of eyes like hmm you know i have to fulfill this general requirement but like i guess i i do you know i am more interested in this very specific aspect about this than you know something more general and um, and it really it does make a difference. It just makes a difference when you even when you feel like it's your choice in any way, like mm-hmm. it, even if it's a requirement, <laughs> but you've had some small say in like what version <laughs> of that requirement you take. It could it could make a difference because it's like, no, you know what? I said I wanted to learn about the pros and cons of <laughs> nuclear energy. And God damn it. I guess I get to learn them because oh I made this choice. <laughs>
1: I had to take an astronomy class in college. Those and are, this, those are he's hard, like, dude. He's, That's a lot of math. He was like Austrian or something. He would talk about the stars. He would talk about the stars. This is a terrible accent. And <laughs> he would like, he knew this was an elective to the class that I was in. He knew. And he would go through like the whole chalkboard of equation about this one stupid star and he would then look at us and I'm sitting here trying to write this shit down. Right. I'm like, what, how am I going to remember this for a test? I, uh, and he was like, but you don't have to know any of that. Just know this part right here. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, like you're, what-
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that.
1: <laughs> and then we had to like chart a star for the whole semester. And all the dancers of course didn't. And we all made it up. And then I'll never forget, it was the one time, and it was my senior year, again, don't forget, I was focused, like, I just need to get to Broadway, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> we had to take, it was the one test where I wrote, I circled C for everything. <gasps> How and then go? you know what my answer was for all the sentences? Like, you had to write it out, like, what the answer was? Guess what my answer was? the stars <laughs> oh <laughs> no everything I got a B I got a you B in did? the class <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I don't know how did that it work was the out first, it was the first time I was like fuck it I just I mean they're gonna do a, that curve thing you know the grading curve thing ah well and the if cur- I yeah, get a curve. D if I get a D peace out I gotta go I just remember thinking that I was like this is a waste of my time and yeah
0: Broadway's calling <laughs> Broadway's I just gotta get did you ever like, have? So it sounds like you didn't ever have like a crisis of a moment where somewhere along the way you were like, "Hold up, hold up, hold up." Do I want to go to Broadway? Oh no, I knew it the whole time. It was I, all I, I consistent. That's pretty great. Did anyone yeah. around you? Did anyone in your friend group have a moment like? Did they? Did, were there people who were like, Ugh, do I want this?" Or was everybody like, "No, yeah. we want this?
1: I think so, and a lot of people from my degree also took that degree to teach like open their own dance studio that was pretty cool that was pretty cool to be able to they had pedagogy where where it's the art of teaching classes which I also loved I loved um like writing no writing all the combinations down again stayed stayed after for 32 Fuentes it still resonated with me to like work on the breakdown and the anatomy of a dance move that to me was my rocket science but for some people some of the major also included um, there was another branch once you get to your junior year, you could branch off to management instead of more performance stuff. Mm-hmm. And my roommate was a management focused major and she had like five inch binders of nonprofit studios versus profitable studio workshops, like workout, worksheets, how uh-huh. much their studio floored cost and shit like that. And I, that was cool. Not yeah, my no jam. Kidding. I'll just like I'll buy the studio and make someone run it for me, but like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna like, figure out how much I'm alone you know, like that binder's dance gonna floors. be right over
0: there with her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just d- did there. you finish the project? Great, you know, and um the the the, logist- <laughs> the analytics and stuff for me, I was like, Ugh, no. But um, Meanwhile you like s-
0: lift up a corner of the floor and there's just like styrofoam underneath they're like yeah we didn't think you would check you didn't seem that interested in the process <laughs> you didn't seem that interested we just like we're like
1: nickel and diming this place to make yeah. you know to make some profit it's gonna be fine, but there, gonna be fine. Th- i would say like maybe 25 percent of this class or 30 percent of the class had dropped out by the time the senior by the time oh we wow seniors. okay yeah due to that's like, like either i feel like
0: that's like n- like navy seals numbers <laughs> like <laughs> 30% take a look around look at the person to Sorry. your right look at the person to your left one of you will be gone and then there will yeah and then there
1: were 10 so like yeah. I think I, I do think some people were like this isn't for me or uh this school isn't for me because arts is very subjective it's very subjective and like yeah I'm so grateful I went there I mean I was not that kind of ballerina it, to make it really in Juilliard I'm you know I was more of a musical theater dancer so I'm You know that school was meant was meant for me
0: and was and was there a sense of I mean I have to imagine the answer is yes but the kind of stuff that that almost like what we were talking about earlier where it's like why doesn't anybody talk about this like the idea (laughs) of of was it a program in which I would imagine that they would say like and now here's some of the things are gonna be really tough about Mm. how competitive it is and here's like like tool like kind of uh, like emotional tools to sort of oh yeah help prepare you for that moment when you think you're getting something and then suddenly it goes to someone else or you know those kinds of things that can be kind of soul crushing if you don't know it's coming
1: yeah we were always double casted in our company shows which I thought was brilliant because you learned how to share <laughs> As a yeah was per- an adult performer because you can't covet the lead role and it's never always going to be yours and you will lose it one day. Unless you're Patty Lapone. But right. other than that, like <laughs> you That's you the Patty Lapone
0: clause in the in, Yeah. And in the law. Just,
1: it's only her. Always her. But like, you know, she is one of a kind, she's a supernova. There is a class of those people. But yeah. at the same time, like for again the manufacturer like like ensemble Broadway dancer is what our school was really good at creating and, and producing. Uh graduates of and um it proves it, it shows um but at the same time like we had to learn how to help each other instead of compete with each other like hey that movement they changed it yesterday you weren't here so like this is what it is instead of hoping people fail or hoping people, yeah you know, that's like huge. you know what is it from that's showgirls huge. like you know they throw the pearls down the stairs like none of that, <laughs> that all movie. of that was not in any way oh. produced it was not in any way um uh, encouraged or ignored, you know, it it was like, you know, you love someone more than you need them in that kind of way. Like, you know, just give them a chance to also grow in this art because art is, is takes a lot of growth and a lot of failure. Um, I mean, as well as I have to say, like, we had to like, um, also like you know we would mentor like a freshman and stuff like that i really liked that that we would we would be all kind of buddied up to like teach someone like not like you know standing there with a cigarette like no this shit's hard but they you know our teachers were also like either professionals for a few years that wanted to start teaching and um they also had us if we were injured if we were ill for dance classes like our curriculum we would have to if we could still come to class if we weren't contagious or whatever um we had to sit right so you had to watch a dancer in your class and be like a audit teacher so oh, you wow. you still watch the class you still learn the combination so you could either write all the combinations out or you would say when they said like you know when during your spin use a longer neck you know connect with the floor blah 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 and it really like kind of took you out of yourself which i liked cuz you know, the arts can be very vain and you could just like oh, only, be, only think of yourself. And there's a lot of yourself that is in demand to think about, honestly. Yes, But I mean, we, we had to audition for our level in our like out of seven levels or eight levels of our ballet class. Everyone was, you know, leveled in a studio and per class, like 15 people per class. And everyone was in a black leotard and pink tights. And you were used to your body you know like right. even everything i said before but you were just already used to seeing your body in a mirror and you just became desensitized to that hmm does that make sense like it does i remember make sense. no layers no skirts no leg warmers like no like bulk on your body cuz also they want to see your anatomy to be able to see where your technique is But you just get like, that's a really big dancer thing is like, you get so used to being looked at. (laughs) Yeah. Your body is always being in a way criticized and scrutinized, but like you made that choice because you love this and you want to make a career out of this that you're used to being like, sure. What do you think? Not for you. Great. And so when you go to New York, especially in the Broadway world, which I did for 10 years before TV, it's like. Those auditions happen so much that you're not going to survive if you take it personally. Because one choreographer might say something that you think is all about you and it's not, or maybe it was, and it could possibly discourage you to go to the next audition that you might have it. You just might get lucky and book.
0: Sure. Showing up is the hardest part. Showing up is the hardest part. Let me tell you something. It's the hardest part. For as much as I like for as much crossover as there is between auditioning for like doing like non-musical theater versus musical theater versus tv yeah. like auditions in general are maybe not the most fun or sometimes they are if you're depending on like what part of your own like where you are emotionally in your life mm-hmm. and all those kinds of things and they can 100%. kind of have way go in waves the same way you know everything else in our lives can i i the idea for me and this is a kid who like you know I mean I did the musicals like I took dance but I always knew that dance belonged to someone else which I sometimes it turns out that turns out not not to be true and as an adult you're like you could have had that why didn't you just do it if you liked it but that was definitely something where it was like I had friends who were far more invested in dance and they knew me as like the kid who took drama who also enjoyed dance but I definitely wasn't like I'm a dancer and all that being said the idea of going to a Broadway audition like to be in the chorus or to be you know Mm -hmm. any any part of that where you have to quickly learn a series of moves and they're like cutting people and stuff is like a nightmare scenario (laughs) to me like I can kind of I feel like there are a lot of things I would rather do than that that are very unpleasant (laughs) oh they call them they're called cattle calls there you go there you're called cattle calls good you point. are
1: one out of a hundred and then there's one person that's better than you and it's so intimidating and it goes so fast and there's a lot of sweat in that room too it's Oof. crazy it's, oh it's a lot yeah and there's a lot of egos and there's a lot of insecurities all in one room
0: <laughs> oh oh it's time for a quick break i will be back after a word from our friends of maximum fun
1: Hey, you like movies? What about coming up with movie ideas over the course of an hour? Because that's what we do every week on Story Break, a writer's room podcast where three Hollywood professionals have an hour to come up with a pitch for a movie or TV show based off of totally zany prompts. Like that time we reimagined Star Wars based on our phones autocomplete. Luke Skywalker is a family man, and it's Star Wars, but it's a good idea.
0: (laughs) How about that time we broke the story of a bunch of Disney Channel original movies based solely on the title and the poster? Okay, Sarah Highland is a 50-foot woman. Let's just go with it, guys. (laughs) Or the
1: time we finally cracked the Adobe Photoshop feature film.
0: Stamp tool is your Woody, and then the autofill oh, is the new Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Join us as we have a good time at mashing all the
1: movies Hollywood is too cowardly to make. Story Break comes out every Thursday on Maximum Fun. I don't know why I'm using this voice now.
0: Um, okay, I want to get into this M.A.S.H. game with you. Uh, I want to yeah. be uh, mindful of your time, and I also don't want it to feel like we can't like expound on a couple of choices that you might let's make in it. this category. So let's go ahead and jump in. Um, that being said, I'm going to use the first category, which is the most cliche of the M.A.S.H. categories, to sort of dovetail in a question I didn't really get to ask um, which (laughs) is we're playing this MASH game obviously there's going to be a romantic uh, partner slash sexy times slash whatever however long or short we want to include this person in your MASH uh, alternate universe were you dating a lot in in high school and college because you you had so much extracurricular stuff going on and you you know was there time for that I mean I guess as a teenager one can certainly find the time to date but I I um, was more of
1: a serious I was a serial monogamous like I Got did, it. like three years at a time
0: yeah with one guy
1: yeah so yeah but, I mean I had which like, if one you knew you were gonna leave at
0: some point in high school you probably were like listen baby I gotta go I gotta go to I'm Broadway enjoying this brief high school marriage that we are not in my you're not in my, not in my Broadway is... equation
1: that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just savage
1: uh, we did try we did try to date freshman year and we were like this isn't working out <laughs>
0: yeah that's a that's a rare that would be that's got to be a rare success um I okay know. cool so first so first category uh you're somebody to have some romantic times with in this alternate universe can be a character from something can be a cartoon mm-hmm. can be a actor who plays so whatever you want how three. many just one. Uh, three. Oh, three. three and then in the end will you'll end up with one thing from each of these categories uh will be your fate
1: Okay. Um let's see. Harry Connick Jr.
0: <laughs> mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, Deadpool. Great. <laughs> and then Oh, oh, um, James Bond. Great. Great, great, great. No, 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 not James Bond. Sean Connery. Sir Sean Connery to Mm -hmm. be specific. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Oh, don't mind if I do add the sir. Sir Sean Connery. Yes. Because Philip, my husband loves, my husband loves James Bond. And he was so excited to like introduce me to it. And Sean Connery comes on because he's the first one. He takes off his mask. I start sweating. I'm like, oh my God, he's so (laughs) handsome. And Philip was like, we're not watching this anymore. (laughs) I like I started so sweating fast. out of like I was so turned on. Oh, I was like oh yeah. my
0: god, he's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, he's really something else. RIP. Um what a what a Those true are all wins fox. for me. What a true fox. Um <laughs> I agree. Okay. Uh, okay. Next category. Let's do. I gotta ask this question. It's gotta get asked. Three mm-hmm. roles from Broadway, off Broadway, any 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 theater um, you pr- that you would like. Uh, three roles that it would be really fun to play. Even if it's just one time, you know. Even if it would be mm-hmm. too hard to do seven days a week, uh, that you can do. Gender is not an issue. Age is not an issue. It's just like conceptually three roles that just seem oh, like oh, that'd be so fun.
1: Um. For sure, Velma Kelly in Chicago. I haven't done that yet. Great. Um, if, well, it was, and I'm I'm going to say I, I never auditioned for it, and it was supposed to come to Broadway this year, and Krista Rodriguez got the role, uh, who's rightfully so, but I would love to replace her <laughs> um, in, as Meg in Hercules oh, for a Broadway great, great, show. Great. great. And then... You know, I never booked it, so I would love to still do it if my if I was if I was allowed to. But Alphaba, Alphaba, oh great, great, great. I, that that role scares the shit out of me too. Like I don't know if I could do it, even if they would let me. There very kind. There finally came a moment where casting was like. So we're not going to call you in anymore. And I was like, thank you so much. I don't, wanna f- I don't want to burden all of my neighbors in my apartment complex with that fucking warm up anymore. Like, oh
0: my God. thank you for just closing this door. Stop you know opening I it. Being nice. I couldn't understand more that sometimes the gift of someone just being like, I'm taking this away it's not from gonna you. Happen. You don't have to worry about it. It's like <laughs> so you. freeing. It's so freeing. But in an yeah. alternate universe, if I could sing yeah. it and if I was tall enough and yeah. everything alternate was perfect, universe, Elphaba this is, a, this would be is easy Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, no, great. Listen, let me say, great use of the category. Great use of the category. <laughs> okay. Um, next one, let's do three places in the world that you would love to have a second home. Obviously, mm. we're removing COVID. We're removing like the pain of yeah, like, travel 100%. if it's really far away. Uh, three places. <laughs>
1: Fiji. Great. And then uh, Montana, I think Montana's beautiful. It, I couldn't agree more. And then Saturn. Wait, what'd you just say? Saturn, the planet, once okay. that <laughs> becomes colonized. That's <laughs> great. Once that becomes colonized in the alternate universe, then I would go.
0: <laughs> Fantastic fantastic it's like cool it has rings um, around that a, it that was yeah. a real yeah that was a real uh, that was a real left turn for me because I in my mind was like I don't believe I don't believe I said we could do something that's not possible right now and then I was like well yeah we can totally put yeah, that did. down why the fuck not um, great 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 okay uh, let's do next category let's do three movies that you can jump into and you're not reliving the plot you're just like in that world with those with those characters just like whenever you feel like it Avatar. And you're in a safety bubble, so nothing's going to happen.
1: Yeah, Avatar. Um Interstellar. Oh, I love that movie so much. I would love to be in that world. Okay, of course they they moved to Saturn, I think. And then yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Um, um Hercules. Great. 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 I'm seeing the sci-fi side of you is really oh, I popping do love sci-fi. out all of a sudden. I do. It's out and I love it. <laughs> I love everything about it. Uh, um, uh, okay. You know what? That being said, let's say like s- three characters from some form of sci-fi that okay. you get to pal around with. Like they, whether it's you in their lives or they're in yours. Um, we Sp- pull them out Spock. of their thing and like Easy. you guys are buds. Yeah,
1: yeah Spock for sure. That's a no-brainer. Um, oh, wait, you who? Know what? <sighs> did you, what did you say? Spock. Spock. Oh, got it. Got, 100%. It, got, it. got And it. then oh, I forget his name, but um, it's from
0: Galaxy Quest, and he's the engineer uh is it okay so is it alan rickman's character is it no um, uh is it uh tony shalhoub's character is tony it... shalhoub's character yeah yeah <laughs> I, oh so funny it's such a good so movie funny so funny his character's so what do you say <laughs> um
1: i could think of that guy and then another sci-fi would be you know who i'd be really good friends with matt damon's character in martian oh great
0: mm. hmm? Agreed. He's a survivor. Fabulous. He figured it out. Fabulous. Good for him. Uh, Agreed and fabulous. Okay. Uh, Next category. Let's do... This is really putting you (laughs) on the spot. Three musicals that do not exist about... It could be about something totally... This is basically like all of a sudden you oh, have gifted the world with three new musicals uh and they can be about something totally mundane it could be about something huge um, Sure. but obviously it's off the cuff but three three new musicals we're moving to saturn <laughs>
1: great <laughs> <laughs> um my 15 year mattress great <laughs> and then leela ah.
0: puppy pants great great I'm having to write very small. So let's hope I remember what these say.
1: Um, Little Puppy Pants is my dog's nickname. So,
0: okay. (laughs) Yeah. I love a good dog. Dogs have really gotten us through COVID, if you ask me. They really are. For sure. Ugh, okay uh, next category three foods could be as specific or as general uh, a category as you want or could just be one specific cookie you had this one time but in this world there are zero ramifications there's nothing wrong it's not hurting the world it's not <laughs> destroying the rainforest this is like magical land where however it's happening um it's three foods that you can have with zero ramifications calories not a thing too much sugar not a thing allergies is not this a like thing. the only food i can have or just like just no food. it's just, just whenever you want this one thing you can snap your fingers and you have it in perpetuity but you're not stuck with it mm. an iceberg wedge salad i mean yeah donald trump is not going to take away the iceberg wedge salad from those of us no. who don't identify with anything else about donald trump. i love it i there's like
1: nothing there's no subs, there's no substance to an iceberg wedge and i freaking love it i love it um too. i will say a pickle margarita so good great and then um A beef stew
0: (laughs) great great let's do that great uh okay and then final one is uh in your existing home we're going to give you a magical door you open the door and there is a room that um fits whatever you would like it to fit uh whether you know it's like it doesn't exist on the blueprint so it can be as big or as small as you want um for whatever purpose you want three Oh,
1: for whatever purpose I want. Okay. Um, I would say miniature golf. Miniature golf, miniature golf, oh, great. Like a mini golf great. course. That would be really yeah, fun. A mini golf course. Um a sp- I mean, my own gargantuan spa for sure. Gorge, yes. And then outer space. Great.
0: Could go float float around. Yeah. That'd be great um okay great uh okay uh I'm gonna do the little thing where I make a shape and then that uh, is what determines the number that I have I'm to say stop to right meeting yeah so here I go so I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna start and then you just tell me when to stop I'm starting now stop Ooh, girl okay hold <laughs> count it up I'm counting it up Okay. Uh, while I do my uh, elimination round, would you please tell the wonderful people listening uh, where they can find you, not just oh. social media, but obviously about what are friends for? Um, like my address, like my home address? Oh, your home address, if possible, sure. your social security number. I don't want to be nosy, but it is a key piece <laughs> sure, of information sure, sure. these days.
1: <laughs> um, it's, my name is Gabrielle Ruiz, R-U-I-Z, and it's Gabrielle with two L's and an E and um those you can find Gabrielle ruiz on instagram and on twitter and then i don't do snapchat i'm having a poll this very moment when we're recording of whether i should join tiktok or not it's pretty 50
0: 50 stay tuned i don't i just um, can't i don't i barely make time for any other social media i don't have any other time i feel like like tiktok (laughs) would be the most fun but also the most time consuming and that's why it got eliminated for me like
1: my phone dies twice a day now i can't let it die three times there's no way yep Yep. I had a poll just to see if people want to see me dance pregnant. Like that's really the only reason why, because it's opportunistic again, how do I make money doing this? Right. <laughs> um, and so also, um, what are friends for is my show. It's uh, W A F F podcast. You can find that on Instagram. Do follow it. We have a really good time. It's all about platonic love conversations. Yes. You have to work on those two. And, um, yeah um we have live shows every month on our patreon account janet varney uh you know who she is obviously (laughs) she was our november 2020 guest and you can still watch that on our uh, patreon account um and we just had rachel bloom on and it was just so it's just so much fun to like create hang time where we can like chat with fans and friends on on the zoom like chit chat thing oh my god and we just got like upgraded to a webinar because we had so many people at our december live show so dope yeah it's going well and you were a big part of that janet so thank you uh
0: well i had a wonderful time it was uh, so (laughs) so right up my alley as we all knew it would be um uh and and i've had and i had palavi on the on the podcast as well it just hasn't come out yet so we're gonna have a double dose of wonderfulness coming up very soon i also have your mash results i feel very satisfied i feel very satisfied I
1: can't wait to know my
0: uh alternative fate. Uh well let me let me give you uh let me give you some some early news. First of all, I want to congratulate you. You know, most dogs don't have an entire musical written about them. <laughs> <laughs> Leela, the musical. The Leela Puppy Pants. Puppy Pants <laughs> is definitely getting a musical. Very exciting. Um, Which you I, can also follow on Instagram Leela Puppy Pants. Just the see, way it's going. There spelled. you go. <laughs> There you go. Managed to sneak that in there. I love it. Um you I, and and listen, you're also uh as much as you want to do it um or as little as you want to do it, whatever mood strikes you. I know you have obviously that musical going um but you are also Meg in Hercules. Slay. So slay, slay, slay. uh that's a pleasure and a joy. Now you did get Hercules there. Um, It might have been overkill if you also got Hercules in your jump into a movie, but rest assured, you get to jump in to Interstellar. Yes! I love that story. And you know what? It makes a kind of sense because you also have a special room in your house that just leads to outer space. Oh good, so, good. So I can jump around dimensions.
1: Perfect. You can jump That's around dimensions.
0: Uh, that that dovetail very, very nicely together. Um, you also have a, a, a beautiful mansion in Montana. Don't mind if Ooh. I do. I can take where that. I want you to rest assured. You will never be lacking for an iceberg wedge salad. <laughs> That feels right, Never doesn't it? It, it? That just feels right. That feels oh, like the right patio. place and time to get it. Yeah, it's, it By it's it really, Those things work very nicely together. Uh, <laughs> you are hanging out with, and I am personally extremely excited about this, Tony Shalhoub's character from Galaxy Quest. <laughs> You're going to tell me he doesn't enjoy an iceberg wedge salad. He enjoys the hell out of it. He's going to he dig will. right into that wedge. Yes, um, yes. And I'm very interested to see the various ways in which he will be teased by your trusty romantic companion, uh, Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> Never a dull moment. <laughs> Never a dull moment in this alternate universe life, my friend. Reese. Congratulations <laughs> on your appearance. Up- public pregnancy that sounds weird but you know what i mean oh thank you thank you it's so nice to talk about it in public and
1: show the rest of my body on self i am am <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm so excited for you i uh and i will um talk to those of you who are not gabrielle on the podcast next time and thank you so much and everyone stay well and safe bye The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember when we could save kittens from trees or lunch on the
1: skyscrap-